Welcome to Green Wave Radio. Your episode starts now. Hi, my name is Jack Gerbic, and you're listening to Green Wave Radio. Today, we are talking to a member of the Dalbarton faculty, a talented math teacher, a coach for the bowling team, and a military veteran. Here is Mr. Kane. Thank you for joining us. I'm very excited. Do you want to just kind of state your name and the roles that you have at Dalbarton? My name is Kenneth Kane. As Jack mentioned, I'm a math teacher here. I teach geometry and advanced placement statistics right now. I'm also the varsity and junior varsity bowling coach, and I am one of the middle school football coaches. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about your childhood and where you grew up? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I grew up just north of Tampa, Florida, in a little town called Land Lakes. And of course, the joke we all make there is that we don't make butter. And that's Land Lakes, Wisconsin. Uh, so if, uh, if you need butter, that's not, not where to get it. Uh, growing up on a lake in Land Lakes, Florida was awesome. You know, about a 500-acre lake. So lots of water skiing, jet skiing, things like that. You know, close to the beach in Florida. You know, growing up, we had, you know, Disney World passes and stuff like that. So we would go to, you know, all the amusement parks in, in Florida as well. So That's wonderful. And at what point in these years did you s- discover your passion for either teaching or some of the intellectual or athletic pursuits that you had? Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I think, you know, as far as teaching is concerned, I, I think that I was built to be a teacher. I think I've always been a teacher. You know, I tutored my friends through, you know, math classes in middle school and high school. Yeah, I helped my mom through her college math classes. My mom went back to school when I was in high school. So, you know, it was awesome helping her through stats classes and stuff like that. Being, you know, in the military, you know, one of the positions that I had in the military was as a training NCO, so training non-commissioned officer. So you're really in charge of all the training for the entire unit making sure that everybody was passing physical fitness tests, getting onto the rifle range and qualifying and all, all the things that, you know, you need to be able to do to, to successfully perform your job. So I think that kind of, you know, built me. Were there any experiences in these years that stood out to you, any that you feel really prepared you for your teaching career? The experiences of being a training NCO and I think the biggest the unit was when I was in charge of everybody's training was 117 soldiers. So just learning the details of how to track and make sure that everybody was getting all the qualifications that were required. This was, you know, immediately prior to my 2005 deployment was like obviously kind of a big moment. You know, you have to have kind of everything lined up and all the paperwork ready so that the unit can be ready to deploy. So you talked about earlier how your father was part of the Navy and what was that process of joining the military? What were some of the decisions that you made Family background, I think, had a lot to do with it. Both of my grandparents, my grandfathers, were in the military. Uh, All three of my mom's brothers were in one branch of the service or the other. My dad was in the Navy. My brother was in the Army as a Russian linguist. I signed my military contract at my parents' dining room table when I was 17 years old. And I remember looking across the table and seeing my mom cry. It's, you know, something I think I was meant for. Thank you for your service. My pleasure. Now, in today's media, the Barton students are fortunate to kind of look at conflicts from afar. We don't really think about the impact that they have on other people because of the privilege we come from here. But as a member of the military, what was your experience being at ground zero in these instances? I did deploy in support of 
you know, Operation Iraq, like Iraqi Freedom. I deployed in 2005 and in 2009. In 2005, we did roving communications maintenance. So like we were based in Kuwait, but we regularly went into Iraq to fix any issues that we're having. You know, my, my evaluation report from 2005 says that, yeah, I was in charge of the theater communications network valued at over like $5 million, which still to this day is insane to me. I mean, I think my two and a half ton truck, I think I put 18,000 miles on it in 2005. And being deployed in these places, were there any things that you learned that you didn't expect, I guess, culturally? Yeah, I mean, I can distinctly remember passing toys out to Iraqi children and, you know, building soccer fields and stuff like that. And when we were in Kuwait, there was a large contingent of, you know, people from India and learning from them how to play cricket. I, I There's no reason in my life I can think of that I would need to learn to play cricket, but they had set up a cricket field and we learned how to play and all the rules and you know, that, that was interesting. There was, there was a South Korean special forces unit that was in the desert at the same time we were in 2009 playing volleyball against them. They played volleyball like it was ballet. It was so smooth and they were so good. And I was stationed in Korea in 1997, 1998, one, one of my first duty stations coming out of training. So I spoke a little, you know, Korean at the point at that point and you know, learned enough to kind of get by. And so meeting the South Korean Special Forces guys in 2009 and kind of trying to speak Hangul with them was was cool. So kind of segueing into your teacher career from this point in your life, how did you get involved in teaching and what led you to Del Barton? So I left Iraq in 2009. I, I had my teaching degree. Like I graduated immediately before I left for the desert in 2009. I came back. And my first teaching experience was in South St. Petersburg, Florida. You know, I, I got out of the Army on October 2nd. My first day teaching was October 21st. So I went into the classroom like straight from coming back from the desert. You know, I was teaching algebra, you know, geometry at that point. Taught at that school for about... Uh, four months when I got offered a position at a school closer to where I was living. So I moved to uh, Sun Lake High School, which is where I taught all the way up until I moved to New Jersey. I met my wife when I was in college. Like we were both part of the honors program at the University of South Florida for teachers. We, you know, over time kind of assessed the situation and decided, you know, we were going to move away from Florida. We just decided we were kind of ready for an adventure, ready for the next step. So, so that's how I kind of started teaching in New Jersey. I was working at a pizzeria in Summit at night, just making extra money. And I worked with a Del Barton student, and I became friends with him on Facebook. And I think the Facebook algorithm saw that he was a Del Barton student, he was my friend, and I was a teacher. So I got a notification through Facebook that Del Barton had a math position open. I'm, I might be the only person on staff hired through Facebook. So Del Barton certainly has a lot to offer. What made you love Del Barton and decide that you wanted to stay and sort of pursue some of the activities you're involved in, like bowling, etc.? I started bowling when I was six. I was the I was the anchor, the captain, so to speak, of the bowling team in high school as a freshman. You know, I bowled three 300 games my junior year of high school. I was, you know, nationally ranked. I got to bowl in a really kind of cool tournament that was housed in Washington, D.C. So I've always been a bowler. And it's funny, the math teacher that I took over for, he was teaching math and coaching the bowling team. I always like to kind of 
spread myself out, but not spread myself too thin, diluting the, like my ability to be productive. So can you describe the best experience you've had at Del Barton over your years here? This one's going to be a little tough. <laughs> I'm going to pause for just a second here. My brother was on, on his motorcycle, and he was killed by a drunk driver. And the, uh, the sheer love that I felt from everybody here was special. That's what I feel every morning when I drive up the hill. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's quite a sad story, but certainly shows Del Barton's focus on the community. I'm glad that you had a support base here. That's something that isn't a way to get people to come here, but is true, and that story is a testament to yeah. that. It's family. That's what it feels like. A huge thank you to Mr. Kane for his openness as he shared some incredible life lessons. I hope this interview helped anyone to see the importance of passion and service. Mr. Kane's story proves that the values here at Del Barton are worth a lifetime. Mr. Kane's service to our country and service to our school has helped many students to see their full potential. I had an amazing time discussing how Mr. Kane's story comes together to connect us all. Thank you for listening and see you next time on Green Wave Radio.